You know what, Sam? What? That's three in a row. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And Sam, what a great win. It came down to the wire. I thought this was going into overtime for sure. Yes, and while I mean I'm not a big fan of overtime against divisional uh, teams, uh, we it did not have to go into overtime. We won three to two, and Sam. Before we even get to this game, I I, I want to have one complaint here. It's not against the Hurricanes. It's against Bali Sports. <laughs> yeah, we had to watch it by other means tonight. Um, but yeah, Bally Sports is a problem. I would literally just like for them to go out of business already so they can get something that works. Like they said that the what the network was down or something on their end, but it was it's been over an hour and I think people still can't get into it. I yeah, think. It lasted I mean it was an hour before the game to now it's after the game. So I never saw that it, the issue got resolved. So kind of a stupid thing. Yes, so that's that's my big complaint with Bali right there, and we've had many of those. Anaheim won, before. by the way. So yes, one, so I'm so happy Anaheim won. Do not underestimate Anaheim. We we uh, experienced that firsthand. And I guess just a little fun thing to do real quick, Sam. Uh, Hurricanes look like to be the only game that's finished. Well, no, the Ducks beat um, the Penguins four to three. Looks like in regulation. And the Kraken beat the Lightning in overtime. And uh, the Bruins beat the Panthers in overtime. Rangers are down on the Jets, 2-1. to one. Yes. And the I was Islanders, hoping Winnipeg could win that game. The Islanders are up 2-1 to one on the Red Wings in the third. And then there's a couple games that haven't started yet. Hawks at the Coyotes. I'm cheering for the Coyotes on this one. Uh, Canadians at the Knights. Canadians off to a really good start. So are the Golden Knights. So that'll probably be a good game, too. Um, but yeah, divisional foes losing or <clears throat> have lost tonight. So that is always a good thing for Carolina. Um, it would be nice to see the Stars beat the Blue Jackets. I don't really think Columbus is much of a threat, but you know, still divisional loss. Uh, so got to hope, right? Yes, you definitely got to hope. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, is like dead last right now in the division. So I'm looking at it actually. So yeah, they're three and five or three and six, maybe. I don't know if they lost in overtime. No, it was regulation loss. It was regulation loss. Regulation wow. loss to the uh, Ducks. So, I guess Anaheim is just good against metropolitan powerhouses. <laughs> yep. Again, we have experienced that before. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on around the league right now as we're recording. Uh, but, Sam, uh, let's get to the game. Uh, first period uh, was... Uh, Something, no doubt. I'm going to bring up the score real quick here. Uh, yeah, after one, it was 2-1 to one Philadelphia. Carolina started the scoring at 3-11 into the third, or into the first, so they got off going pretty quick. Fourth line magic, uh, great play by Orlov, and a really good pass from Svetch to Nason to put it behind Carter Hart, and Carolina was really dominant the rest of the way in that in that first, even, even with Owen Tippett getting a goal late in that third period, as well as... Garnet Hathaway um, at the very end of the third. Carolina played a very dominant game. 
Um, it was just frustrating, right? I mean, it was a bad play by Natchez, but again, that caused the goal. There wasn't a lot that really happened other than Carolina was just dominant between the first goal from Carolina and the first goal from Philadelphia. Bad turnover in the neutral zone by Marty Natchez, unable to play it on defense, and it was a kind of a semi-breakaway on Anderson. Feel like he probably should have had that one. I thought he should have had both, but I thought he redeemed himself later in the game. Absolutely, no. Both of these goals are ones Freddie's probably thinking, I got to have them. But after both of them, he shut the door. He didn't allow anything else after that, and probably a few chances where Philly deserved to score. Yes, definitely, and we'll get to that. Uh, one thing I did want to notice, Sam, I thought, even though I didn't think it was the entire game, I thought that fourth line was really evident, especially in the first period. It was Drury, Nason, and Svetch. Obviously, you see the huge effect Svetch has on that fourth line. It doesn't fit my narrative to praise Jack Drury, and it doesn't fit my agenda because I want Eric Stahl back, so... I don't want the Carolina Hurricanes to fail. I want Jack Drury to fail because I want Eric Stahl back, man. So if it came down to a, a position to where Jack Drury scored um, on a game-winning goal, uh, would you be mad at that? I would just rather someone else score the game-winning goal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Again, I want Eric Stahl. I mean, no, I'm I, willing to give praise when praise is due. I'm not the biggest Drury fan either. All but jokes I, aside, I, I, I don't cheer for a player to fail unless you're Tom Wilson. So I do cheer for Jack. I, I want to see a player succeed. I still don't think, even with this game, that Jack Drury is the answer. It's just one game, and I just don't think he can play up in the line. So I just would rather have somebody else named Eric Stahl. Yeah, but I'll give it to me, him. I it was still a, agree with I'll you. give it to him. He had a good he had a good goal if it was on sides. Um that one. So that that is something that happened. Goal called back from Jack Jury that would have tied it up at two in the second. I mean he was offsides, so it was. I blame Jack Jury. Um It was Nason who was the offside. Again, I have a narrative I'm trying to spin here, Sam, Sam. which brings Eric Stahl back, so I'm gonna blame Jack Jury. Um yes. Well if we got Paul Stastny. Would you be I happy like Paul Stastny that? too? Okay. But I don't even know if he. I don't think he's retired yet. No, he hasn't, which is um, interesting. But no, Jury had a good game. Svetch had a good game. Nason had a good game. The whole line played very, very well. Svetch gets his first point. He probably could have had two or three points tonight. Svetch looks pretty good. Uh, be honest with you, I really. I didn't. thought Nason looked really, really good. Nason's looked good all season. To be a hundred percent honest with you, I mean Nason's got six assists, which is impressive. Um. I just, I wasn't a big fan of Slavin tonight, <laughs> or Burns again. That top pair just hasn't played the way I really would like them to this whole season. <laughs> if you, I thought Slavin played fine. I just thought Burns kind of pinched at inopportune times. I, there was a couple. But still, se- I thought he was. There a, were a couple sequences solid. where Slavin got turned around that I was a little surprised at. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I I still I still think you should put Tony on that first pair with with Slavin. Just I, I just like his speed. I mean, that's, you, that's not going to happen. Uh, Burns is just older, and I think it's starting to show. Uh, I'd just rather I'd rather have a guy who can get back, who's a little bit faster, right? I mean, Slavin's going to be able to handle anything Tony does. It might be a defensive liability. I just think what Tony's going to bring now, given their ages and their abilities. I mean, Tony's power. It's not Burns. It's Tony who's power. Who's quarterbacking the first power play unit. 
So I don't know if you have, you know, I think that says a lot there. You're right. It probably won't happen, but that's what I would do. I would move. I would, I would flip flop some things around. And I think even when Pesci comes back, we'll see. I don't think, I think Chatfield's going to be the odd guy out. Yeah. He's been fine, but not like overly impressive. And they value what D'Angelo brings more than Chatfield. I think that's just a reality right now, given their pretty solid abilities on the power play. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the next goal, uh, Garner Hathaway, he makes it two to one. Uh, to me, I think if we had to choose which goal Anderson probably really should have stopped, I think it's this one, five hole. Um, yeah, he was maybe a little bit all alone, but that was not a good goal to give up. That made it two to one. But you know, in the second period, Jack Drury, he scores, gets overturned. But then Michael Bunton, who I thought had a great yeah, game. He needed it, too. Great game. Um, he draws a penalty, uh, which was a penalty. Very good for Bunting for drawing it. It's making Philadelphia shorthanded. And then he gets the power play goal from a pass from Nason. So Nason already has two points tonight. There's a rocket of a shot from Bunting. On yeah. The power play. No, definitely. Um, Bunting needed it, in my opinion. Bunting needed it. He needed a good game because he's been really frustrated, and he—you could tell by the way he acted—that that was an important um, goal for him. So good for Michael Bunting for getting that one. Um, Nason got an assist. Nason again had a very good game. A goal and an assist definitely would be. Uh, one of his better games of the season, but Nixon keeps getting multi-point games. I think it's fourth of the year, which is pretty darn impressive. Um, and Nason ties it up in the second, or Bunting ties it up in the second on the yes, power Bunting. play. And that was the only power play Carolina would get, and they went one for one on the power play. Special teams, story of the night, one for one on the power play, five for five on the penalty kill. Now, they now considering you've taken five penalties, uh you you can't do that. No. I thought there were a couple of penalties uh, Hurricane should not have taken, uh, except for probably the Jordan Stahl penalty, and the, that was the only penalty Carolina took in the third. I thought Jordan Stahl had to take that penalty with the way Morgan Frost was going. But other than that, the penalties I didn't like that much because I did think they were penalties. Uh, but Carolina, their penalty kill was amazing tonight and to me that was the reason uh i think they won the game you know i blame freddie a little bit for both those first two goals but i'm also going to give frederick anderson credit for this win because he made some really good saves yes i agree especially in that third period because in i mean in that third period carolina played some of their best hockey i thought the whole game in that third period at the toward the end where they just finally found that four checking identity and eventually Tara Vinen scores. Tara Vinen is a sniper for this team. He has eight goals and an assist to Michael Bunting. He has two points and KK who uh, has another assist. He gets KK now has, I believe 10 points in 10 games for the Hurricanes. That is insane for KK. I am so happy for him at the same time. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty darn impressive, and you'll take that all every day, any day, every day. That's what you need from these guys, from these depth pieces. Um, 
to get points on a regular basis. Yes, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, the penalty kill was great. Carolina was one for one, so special teams was a, a little bit evident, too. Um, anything else uh, that caught your eye in this game, Sam? Um, like you said, the penalty kill and Frederick Anderson, I really, really liked his game. Other than those two goals, those were really his only blemishes in the whole game. Um, and that's what you want to see from Freddie, right? You, you want to see the, um, you want to see Frederick Anderson get into a groove where he can win, especially when you have a back to back coming up, right? <coughs> you have the Rangers, right? You play Philly Rangers Islanders. That ain't going to be fun. Yeah. So Rangers is Thursday night and Saturday's the Islanders. Yes. So you got two games in New York. Which is nice. That's a nice schedule. You know, you'll take that. You knock out two games in New York at one in one weekend. Um, but you know, Ronta's going to get one. Probably the, I, maybe the Rangers. I think he's played decently against New York, so maybe he goes against the Rangers. But I'm, I think Freddie goes against New York uh, Rangers, and then you have Ronta against the Islanders. So I think this game was important for for Freddie yeah. to really feel good about himself going into the game against the Rangers. And then, I mean, and really those saves that he made in the third period. Oh, absolutely. Like that was insane because it got to a point last half of that third period where things were just going back and forth. You had those two saves. You had, uh, Carter Hart making a huge save on Natchez there. Uh, Natchez probably could have elevated that puck probably a bit more. But Carter Hart, he made an amazing save. And also another thing with Carter Hart, Sam, that I told you about during the game, love his mask. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Uh, Johnny Cash is on it. I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. Love Johnny Cash. But um, I thought um, Tony... I thought both goalies played oh, mostly yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, Carter Hart had a very good game. So did Freddie. <clears throat> um I thought Tony D'Angelo had a pretty decent game. I thought he gave up the puck a couple times on the blue line, but I really do think that Orlov and D'Angelo, who had struggled to start the season, have really looked good over these three games, um, even going back to Tampa. So I think that's really important for those guys um, to see the see their game progress. Just, uh, I really do want Tony to succeed. And no, we aren't related to Tony D'Angelo. We just really like the guy. Um just like some people like Hayden Flurry, we really like Tony D'Angelo. Um, I mean, I don't know why you would like Hayden Flurry because Hayden Flurry's trash and has always been oh trash. Um, again, remember he did play in Carolina, so I've seen the guy play. He was not good. Um, neither was Jake Bean. So you know, I thought Flurry was better than Bean. Flurry, Bean. Was a huge if track. you want to talk about busts on defense for Carolina, they've had a lot. Ryan Murphy, Hayden Flurry, Jake Bean. Jamie McBain. Nah, Jamie McBain. He had like a good a a good year, and then they got a contract, and then he wasn't good after that. But yeah, um, Carolina's had their share fair share of busts. Hayden Flurry's one of them. Tony D'Angelo is not. Again, he did set the record for most points by a defenseman for the Carolina Hurricanes. Then Burns broke it the year after. Yes, definitely. Can so, he can score? And I and I really did like his game. I thought Orlov had a really good game too. I didn't like Chatfield that much. Burns wasn't slaving. We're okay. Shea took Shea, penalties. Yeah, about to say, a couple of penalty calls he probably 
Mitch didn't have, but I thought beside that, I thought he was very good defensively. And another th- another thing too, Sam, that I noticed is we won so many of the faceoffs. Yes, faceoff percentage was high. It was like seventy one percent for Carolina. They won fifty five out of, or no, they won like thirty nine out of fifty five. I believe was the stat. So they there were so in the faceoffs. I have the game the box score right here. Uh, Carolina was 70.9% in the okay. face-off circle. Philadelphia, yeah. 29. Wow. And what we have noticed this game, Ajo is back to doing face-offs, which I think is a very encouraging sign. Yeah, because I don't. I think we both agreed that he probably wasn't 100% healthy, which is why he wasn't taking face-offs. So that's good. And Ajo did pretty good at the circle tonight, too. I mean, obviously, everybody did. Yeah. And I thought he had a pretty decent game, too. Obviously, I think, I mean, it was him and Jarvis mainly on that line, but he also had Tara Vinen and Svetch at times up there, too. Yeah. Look, um, I thought Carolina had a very good, they played well, except in the third period. I thought Philly probably, if you're going based off of the third period, Philadelphia probably deserved to win the game. And if you really wanted to be honest, you might say Philly deserved to win the game anyway. Because I think they played a better game than Carolina overall. Carolina had some good moments, most of which were in the first period. Because I really didn't think they were very good in the second. No, I didn't either. And they were really bad in the third. They just got a very good opportunity and scored on the power play. Or um, great opportunity from Tate. I mean, it was just perfect shot. Perfect place pass. And that was like the last five minutes. Yeah. And and to me, another thing I want to talk about is after that Tara goal... Obviously, you and I were, and I think all of us fans, if we were able to watch that game, of course, um, I think we all kind of expected uh, Carter Hart to be pulled. Never got the opportunity. Carolina just put on the forecheck and not let him get pulled. That was excellent. Yep. Right there. Perfect forecheck, great on the stall line, then the the Ajo, Tavo, Jarvis line at that point. Um, finished off the game. So I think that was very good. Carolina was very good in the final five of the third, but most of the third they were not. They got a good goal, which gave them all of the momentum. And again, Carolina wins it three to two. I'll take one more to check on the box score and the stats for, or the scores for the night. So if we see if there's anything else that's changed, the Red Wings and the Islanders are tied in the third, three apiece. The Rangers and the Jets are tied at the end of the third, so that game's going into overtime. It looks like the Jets might be on the power play, though, to start overtime. Uh, Blue Jackets, Stars, Stars up 3-2. to two. And no other game again is finished tonight. Um, and I'll recap again. The Kraken win against the Lightning in overtime. Ducks beat the Penguins in regulation. And the Bruins continue moving right along, 3-2 to two over the Panthers in overtime. With two games left to play, the Hawks, the Coyotes, and the Canadians, and the Golden Knights, 10. Both those games start at 10 o'clock. Yeah, so that's what's going on around right now. And, and Sam, um, Hurricanes are in second in the Metro. I think the top three is to be expected. Rangers, Carolina, New Jersey. Both the negative thing we have here three. is Carolina's played 10. And yeah. The Rangers have played eight. <coughs> so you want to think that maybe this game against the Rangers means a little bit more to Carolina. 
Uh, if Carolina can get that win, they'll be in a pretty solid spot, and they'll go up by two on the Rangers, um, which they need to do when they have games in hand. So, And you want to win divisional games. So, And if you can't beat the Rangers in the regular season or the Devils, you're going to have a problem because you got to get through one of those two teams most likely in order to win the Stanley Cup. Yes, unless you win the division. Then you might be able to not play or just basically let the Rangers and Devils uh, play against each other in the first round, which again. we've seen before. <laughs> again. And those two teams don't probably want to meet again. Um, we'll see. The Devils' biggest weakness, like I've said before, is their goaltending. Yeah, and defense. They just don't have it. Um, granted, their goal differential is plus three. Rangers is plus nine. Carolina's at an even zero. Boston's at a plus 15. Boston is just outrageously good again this year. Which is shocking. I think they're gonna. I still believe they're gonna crash down to earth. Um, Vegas is a plus fifteen on the season. Vancouver, Vancouver's having a year. They're plus twelve. I know. Listen, I told you I had hope in Vancouver, but nothing as bad as San Jose with minus twenty six. Yeah, that's that's really bad. But we we knew too. San Jose was going to probably be one of the worst teams in the league. Oh yeah, and hey, you got two Canadian teams in the Atlantic uh, top three with Toronto and Montreal. I don't know if Montreal continues to play that way, but I mean, I hope for the I hope for their fans and for one of my favorite coaches in the National Hockey League and Marty San Louis, one of my former favorite players who ever played the game as well. So classy guy I, I wish i really do wish san louis all the best in montreal as head coach i would really like to see them be successful with him yes definitely so yeah that's kind of our review of the standings as well along with the recap uh so uh before we get to the rest of the episode uh here's a word from our sponsor the nfl season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before like one of their noise-canceling features, which I find is very, very helpful. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Powertech. Their 5-star review Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices 8 times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. No wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of 5-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Okay, Sam, so we have a few things to talk about here. And uh, one of those things um, I do want to talk about on a serious note. Um, Adam Johnson, um, he uh, took a, uh, well, not, I, he took a skate to the neck. And there is video footage. Don't watch it. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. It, it really is terrible. And unfortunately, he was not able to recover from that, and he died. Yeah. Which is very, very tragic. We've seen a couple of this stuff before. I believe there was a goalie uh, back. I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, so I'm familiar with that story, and, and that was one of the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah, but he got a skate blade across the neck. Fortunately, from my understanding, there was a hospital right across the rink from the arena. He got medical attention, taken care of, and I think he was back on the ice less than a month later playing goal. So, again, hockey players, wildly resilient, unfortunately. Oh, and Richard Zednick, too, I believe, yeah. who played for Florida. He got a skate to the neck. And it's just wildly unfortunate, really, at the end of the day, how um, does this happen? It's a fluke thing. I know there's some conversation. I'm not. I'm you know. I'm not going to speculate over anything about this because I don't want to. Whenever the findings come out, we'll talk about it. Other than the player passed away, it is an absolute horrible, horrible thing. Um, and I really hope that his family is okay, and that the fans that saw that are going to be okay. A lot of them will probably need to. I mean, I mean, being in person there, I can't imagine. I, I just can't imagine. Um. Horrible, horrible, horrible events that took place. Um, thoughts and prayers are with the family, and we certainly hope that that God will be with them for sure to comfort them in this horrible and unexpected time of loss. 
Yes, our thoughts and prayers are with their friends and their families. It's it's terribly heartbroken. You never want to uh, see that happen um, on the ice. I mean, you don't want to see that happen in general, but just happening on out there like in that, like that just sucks. Your final game is the last moments of your life. You don't want that. No, nobody does. Yeah, so uh, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with uh, his family and friends. Uh, so that is on a serious note. But now we're going to get on to more of a fun note here, Sam, because uh, we I forgot to m- mention it in the last episode. But Ajo surpasses Rod Brendamore, and he is now fifth in all-time points uh, in franchise history for the Hurricanes. I am very happy for Ajo. Do you think he surpasses Mr. Ron Francis for the all-time points. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that. A thousand one hundred and seventy-five, I believe. Maybe the exact. I mean, maybe, but I'm going to say probably not. Um, but you never know. Uh, he's got to pass my guy Eric Stahl first, uh, which I think he probably will. But oh, um, I think he will too. Again, just another reason to bring Eric Stahl back. But um, of course, pad the stats a little bit in Carolina. Um. But Aho has been so good, and it's good to see him hit milestones. So I, I'm proud of him. Proud of the way this team is just you know built and he's a future captain. Him. Absolutely, he's going to be the next captain of the team. Um, I don't agree with Adam Gold. If Carolina were to have missed the playoffs, I think the conversation about Rod's future with the team may have been had. Although I think. It would have given Dundon leverage. That's how I'm going to look at this. I believe in talking honestly about business decisions. Um, and the Rangers did win in overtime um, against the Jets. Well, crap. Um, now, I do believe in talking about business because Dundon is very business-oriented, right? And I do think that if Rod had missed the playoffs this year, let's be honest... He's using that against Rod to get a good contract. That's Tom Dundon. You saw how we treated Ron, uh, Forsland and uh, Chuck Kate. Chuck Kate, yeah. So those guys weren't treated fairly at all. So would that have been used? Sure. And if Rod didn't get the contract he wanted, could he have just stopped? Sure. Um, I think at that, I think those are conversations that would have been had at the end of the season. But again, Rob Rendemore, again showing how successful he is, and just how many opportunities he's given Aho to break that record, because that's how much ice time he gives Sebastian Aho. Oh right? yeah, so definitely. I love to see stuff like that, and it's always good. We'll see if he passes Kevin Deneen. I think is this year. I think Aho would have to get. It was in the 70-point range. Yeah, it is 70-point range. <laughs> so if he gets like 80, 90 points that we talked about at the beginning of the season, I think the fact that he missed some games might hamper that. Um, I still think Aho can get close to 80, 90 regardless. Oh, I do too. And he should. Flat yes, out Yeah, should. Yeah, he definitely should. Very least point per game. So, yeah, I mean, he could probably come pretty – he can come close to tickling that Kevin Deneen – uh, points he could even surpass it but i think it's like 70 points so we'll see if he hits that marker or not um would be great if it would be cool if he does and the only ones he's got in front of him are former captain eric stall and former captain ron francis yes definitely so we'll hope that he can break the all-time record That'd i think cool. that'd be fun 
It really would. would be interesting, that's for sure. Yes, and the last piece of thing, or Pat, the last piece of news that we're going to talk about is, Sam, uh, we finally released our first blog post that was written by you, the three warning flags. Yeah, it's a little bit outdated given the situation now, but I think some of the fixes I, I talked about have kind of happened. Right, I think the goaltending situation I said would really resolve itself. So the only other option they have is Yanni Peretz, and I didn't think that was really a realistic option. So Freddie Anderson's figured it out, and he got healthy. So check, right? So the fixes yep. happen. I still think we need a bottom six center that has not happened yet. Again, Eric Stahl's there. Not sure why you don't pull the trigger on it. I don't see what the negative is. I really don't see what the negative is. I think that's only a positive add. And then I talked about the defense a little bit as well. I think some of that's taken place as well. Um, also, the the Red Wings beat the Islanders in overtime. So another New York team did lose. Uh, well, that's good. In overtime, the Islanders. Um, but yeah, did a blog post. It was fun. We're going to try and do one every week. So you got one this Monday. We'll try and have one following Monday. And we'll just keep rolling them out. Or, or, or maybe Sunday. It depends how, how it goes. <laughs> depends on whenever it gets out. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right around yeah. the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. End of the end of a week, beginning of a week, right around there. So expect those. I'll, I'll analyze. I'll discuss different aspects of the game, different things going on. Again, just, you know, we'll try and have them edited. I'm not the best writer in the world, and I'm more than happy to admit that. But I like talking about hockey, and I like talking about the hurricane, so I'll keep doing it because it's fun. Yes, and, definitely. Um, if you have ideas you want me to talk about or you would like flushed out that we don't talk about on the podcast, send ideas, send things you might want me to talk about. If it's prospect related, maybe Sam will write something. He's a little Sam Wallace is a little bit more knowledgeable. I think I do. on yep. on our prospects. So if you want something on maybe Nikishin, Sam, you can take that because you probably know a lot more about Nikishin than I do and Moro in our in our prospect pool. If you want to talk about maybe some things on the past Hurricane squad or whatever and talking about this, and I can do that. I know a lot about the former Hurricane, so does Sam. Um, but yeah, if you have any ideas you want to talk about, it could be about the Hurricane's present, past, their future, and their prospects, yeah. or maybe about what we think the season is going to look like as they keep on trucking towards the ultimate goal, which is the Stanley Cup. And when I finally get to crack my crown bottle, my bottle shaped like a crown of tequila and celebrate the Stanley Cup victory. I anticipate doing it this year. Well, you you can do that. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> you're going to take some too. You're going to have some too. No, no, no. Don't sit over there acting like you're not going to drink any. You're going to have some. We won the Stanley Cup. You don't think I'm going to pour some of that for you? You're crazy. Um, I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay, so uh, that is our episode recapping. Um, the... Oh, we we just ver. I, I blanked on the team. Philadelphia. I don't know, I, I don't know why. I just blanked it. The Philadelphia. Flyers, yeah. Yes. Great win. I'm overcome by the win. That's why I forgot. So yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast, so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.